Okay, uh, I'm sorry I missed the uh, record yesterday. Yes, you did uh, miss a record. I was waiting for you and uh, I guess I should have expected it since you have been uh, out hoboing around. Well, nice to bring it up uh, uh, right now. Um, which well, if, I if this I is the only time I see you. I will make segue into, oh, guess what? Oh, that's interesting segue into uh, all the shows that are coming up. Um, As opposed to all the shows that have happened where you have been hoboing. Like Monday night teas that told you were not hoboing that night. You're, you're no. not even going to address the, the fact that you're hoboing. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Bibi is happy and uh, I should feel bad. Not at all. But um, what happened was I think last time you mentioned uh, you saw a hobo uh, rooting around the garbage. I had no idea this would become yes. your uh, artistic partner in life. You are now doing shows with him every which way. Okay, that sounds a little suggest, which I which I admit it is. <laughs> um, it wasn't meant to sound suggest, but thank you for uh, telling everybody. Oh, it sounds so funny now that I found him rooting around in the garbage cans, but I did right outside Cheetahs. Was it uh, was he recycling cans or something? Or? No, no, he was looking for dinner. Okay. Um, his name is what? His name is Marquis. Marquis. Mm-hmm. And he has a hobo jazz ensemble. Yes, he's actually uh, he actually has uh, some hobos he live with in a boxcar, mm-hmm. and they have a band called mm-hmm. Hobo Jazz, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, they can actually play some uh, instruments. They have ins- real ones, not just you know like a bean can with the uh, strings mm-hmm. on it, and like a sh- you know like a big shoe that they flap around to make the percussion to put in a soup. Or to put in a soup. Does everybody have their own bindle? Everybody does have their own bindul. Um, that's what I uh, I was making the other day. You came in t- and I was cutting up the uh, tablecloth. I made I made a brand new bindul for Maki because he's actually down on his luck and he might be staying here. So we um. have shows coming up. Um. Um, we mentioned in the podcast that uh, uh. we was at Monday Night Teas with Tulska Swinger. Tulska Skull Swinger is the band that we do go-go dance for and also belt out a few tunes. We do belt out a few tunes, but that is over. Uh, fortunately for everyone listening, though, um, we have another show uh, tonight, actually, at uh, also three clubs. With uh, It's uh, Club Tarantino, mm-hmm. and uh, we go on pretty late, but... Uh, like 11. Maybe 11-ish. So June 7th, it's uh, three clubs. And Friday night, uh, Hobo Jazz is playing at Hip Kitty. Hip, hip Kitty. Hip Kitty. In Claremont. Claremont. Um, maybe Bibi makes a uh, song. Too. I, I saw a, not a Hobo Jazz, but is one of his other bands. Is a Bell House Boy. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Uh, we went to, to this uh, club 
and uh, also I, in Claremont. In Claremont, and uh, it's a fondue club. And I we did not get a fondue, but we had a, a fondue. We had a fondue. I think we uh, Blaine's always with us, and he ordered a banana and Nutella sandwich or something like the Elvis special. So delicious. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he ordered some tequilas and. Uh, Fifi no, tequila was first. F- Fifi and Blenzo <laughs> lived and I take the bill and Fifi say to me, but you don't know how much the tequila tequilas was. And I say, it's okay. And then that night I have nightmare that uh, the bill is $500. No, $600. $600 because uh, Blenzo ordered 50 tequilas. Well, welcome to my world, okay? <laughs> See, so but that, that's only a... Only ten or twelve dollars per tequila. I know that is a good deal. That's the dream part because yeah. he does not order that kind of tequila. <laughs> His tequilas are much more expensive. So, uh, oh, and then Saturday at tomorrow's show at Steve Allen Theatre, Marquis ABB is a side project of me and the hobo mm-hmm. singing. Maybe like at f- what four or five in the morning. What mm-hmm. time do we usually Probably go? On? About six fifteen in the morning. Yes, but the show starts at midnight. It though. starts at midnight, so it's a maybe if we get on the good size of one inch he put us only on at three in the morning but uh and then on sunday guess what i have no idea what you say the name because i screw it up every single time we are again a go-go dancing and they're singing a songs with a tulsa scrolls sorry i totally messed it up tulsa skull swinger at a punk museum punk yeah. rock museum punk downtown punk rock museum. and we're playing with some of my favorite people the radioactive chicken heads oh. i have so big crush on a uh, cherry tomato of course she's, she's, a, a, she's, she's a beautiful lady who else is in this band a uh, chicken, head? Top? Car- no, a chicken head there's nobody with the actual chicken head there's a carrot there might be carrot headed man actually you're right there might be <laughs> I got so angry for no reason. They are so fun, those guys. They those are. Dudes. Mm-hmm. And then, well, on the 20th of June, we just uh, we just had a booking at uh, Redwood. Uh I did not say yes to this yet. Are you saying yes now? Maybe. Is Well, everyone else in the email said yes, so maybe we see. We will see how you're feeling. The people who have already booked up this weekend, where will they see you? Maybe I take a nap. Well, almost everybody is guaranteed to be at Redwood <laughs> on the 20th of June with darling uh, Lightning uh, Bill uh, Woodcock. Okay, now we got our explicit. Uh, right? Geez. Okay, so that is the 400 shows that we are doing. Yeah, so now, see, we fill up the intro. It wasn't so difficult. Oh. And uh, we're good. We're good. Okay, au revoir, and please enjoy Lily Chin, and please check out all her blogs. There's lots of links. We have lots of links this time. And here is a Lily Chin. We have a very special guest because she's a lady. Yes, we've only had one uh, one other lady so far, and it's a big problem for us. And no ladies want to do our show. No, they don't. Oh, I feel very privileged. <laughs> Thank you. We are so happy to have you here, Miss uh, Lily Chin. 
Well, it's lovely to meet you again, Miss Fifi and Miss Bibi. <laughs> you say again, you have a smile on your face. <laughs> I Yes, we have met before, I'm sure you remember. <laughs> uh, well, I did have a concussion afterwards, but I think I recall. Your, memo- your memory came back? It did come back, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing I remember seeing was your face. I am so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Nice to hear that. I, I hope your I hope your brain is okay now. Everything is okay. Oh yes, yes. I I, uh, I gained consciousness uh, very quickly. Actually, we're very uh, you know we were upset at first. Should we say what happened? You want us to relive this? Okay. Yes, it was a twenty first of August, uh, two thousand and four. It was a. Um, oh my goodness, it's almost a decade ago. Oh, please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and we we still look so good. Yes. We, oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important thing. <laughs> uh, it was uh, some type of a uh, rodeo. Where area. was it? It was in El Monte, out in East LA, mm-hmm. far far away. Yes. Do you know the name of the actual venue? I think it was a rodeo. Yeah. Um, I don't even know the name of the venue. I remember that it was dark, it was, there were trains, there was a moon, <laughs> there was a Mexican fiesta. party, a fiesta <laughs> next door, there was George Lopez, mm-hmm. and there were you, the Poobel twins, and there was Super Porky. Yes, it was a, it was a wrestling, uh, it was a real Lucha Libre, uh, I forget how many people was on the card, how many matches? Probably quite a few because uh, we got there when it was daylight and we did not leave until much, much later. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were scheduled to uh, be pa- a part of a. Super Australia. Australia. Yes, a match. It had like a Mysterioso and a Mil Mascaris and. Mascaris. I said that right? No. How do I say that? Mil Mascaras. Okay. And, uh, we, had to, we had to fight with Mascaras to let uh, for to be in the ring because normally he does not let ladies in the ring at all. No. He's he doesn't he's not very. Uh... One time uh, he was at Lucha Vavum and I brought to him uh, something to sign. Yes. And uh, it was not something he had created or was making money off of. All he mm-hmm. does is he looks at it, he goes, "Who is this?" And then just hands it back to me. He's not very. Oh, I didn't know that. Personable that's, man. <laughs> that's not very nice. No, so we had to fight with him for a while to... Uh, Just to be a part of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm. So finally we end up in the ring with them. Yes. Have you met Blue Demon? Mm-hmm. Blue oh, Demon yes. Jr.? He was a very nice man. I yes. met him at another match. He's very and nice. He gave me some t-shirts. He did? Yes. Oh. And uh, Santo, uh, El, the son of Santo is also very nice. Yes, he's nice too. Yes, but You uh, met him as well? I met him as well. Actually, I met him at Lucha Vavum. Oh. I shook his hand and said hello. Um, I don't think he spoke English, so Not he had so some trouble understanding me, but he, he was a nice man. Mm-hmm. Wait, so where, where did you meet Blue Demon? I met Blue Demon at, I can't remember, it was one of those East LA type matches. And you just walked up and into Compton. Compton. It might have been Compton. Okay. Was it Salon Del Rey? It it might have been. It was so long ago. I mean, it was like 10 years ago. I don't remember, but I do remember being introduced to him and going out the back and shaking his hand and saying hi. And, you know, you're in our show, Mucha Lucha. And he he said hi and he was very pleasant and he gave me some t-shirts. That is so sweet. That is a nice man. That sounds like him. He's The little we know of him, he's been there. Yes, mean maskless. So he is like a uh, four hundred and ten years old. He's a little cranky. So I think that's probably the part of the problem. Yes, he's been doing it for a long time, and uh, 
He doesn't uh, want to sign anything for you because mm. uh, it hurts his hand. Oh, is that it? Yes, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel better. It's not personal. Not to get personally. No, not at all. So, uh, so we uh, we are in the ring. Uh, we are with the super porky. We are dancing at this uh, rodeo, mm-hmm. dancing around, and uh, all of a sudden, what happened? Well, you know, I I got very excited. Yes. You know, as one does at Lucha Libre matches. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. was very exciting. There was so much happening. There was music. There was action. George Lopez was there. Yeah. I mean, how often do you see George Lopez? Uh, in the flesh. In the that? flesh. So, I, I don't really remember what happened. I do remember picking up a chair mm-hmm. and, and I, somebody, a friend of mine, dared me to get in on the action and say, come on, look, the audience are all participating. Every, it's a very interactive event mm-hmm. and I am so sorry I, I think I hit you with a chair by she, accident she thinks by accident she hit me with the chair yes I think <laughs> by accident well I was standing right there and I can uh, assure you that you did hit my sister with a chair obviously had <laughs> it was you <laughs> you know it's, in, unless there was another Malaysian girl with the Australian accent um, there that night I think it's quite it, it is quite possible. I, I mean, no. It's quite possible, but I I didn't meet any others. But that would have been very interesting. Yeah, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, uh, we were a little upset when uh, you know it happened, but uh, then we realized that you are an expert in uh, lucha libre because you have your show Mucha Luchas. Yes. Is it Muchas Luchas? It's Mucha Lucha. Mucha Lucha. Just it's only one. Yes. It's only one lucha. I mean, well, it, I mean, it really should be Muchas Luchas. Like that would be the technically correct, but. Mm. I think Warner Brothers decided on Mucha Lucha. Oh, mm. was it their idea? Um, we, you know, originally it was Lucha School, mm-hmm. but L- Lucha School. Yes, like like a school that kids go to to learn Lucha Libre. Okay, not a Lucha Escuela. No, no, no school because so that Americans know what it means. I see. Okay. And uh, and who changed it to a mucha lucha? Well, there was a some sort of competition. I think everyone at the studio came up with names, mm-hmm. ideas for names for the show, and mucha lucha was selected. I see. I okay. don't actually remember who specifically came up with name. Did they get a prize? Probably not. They got mm. to keep their job. <laughs> <laughs> um, Warner Brothers is not doing so many original uh, contents anymore, so it was a different time. It right? was a very different time. It was a time when I suppose everybody had a lot more money uh-huh. um, because we met up with a, a development executive at Warner Brothers who travelled to Sydney, Australia, which is where I was from, mm-hmm. um, and they were looking for shows. So we pitched the idea of Lucha School to somebody in Australia, and I mean that doesn't happen anymore. I don't, as far as I know, nobody travels to Australia looking for shows. <laughs> <laughs> On a hunt for uh, yeah. cat- the next big cartoon. Yeah, and um, and we, Eddie, my partner, and I, we pitched it to them, and they loved it, and they optioned it, and wow, and the and rest I- was just a smooth ride. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just assuming, you know. Don't and know. then Hollywood picked up a chair. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, your show it ran for like three seasons. Yes. Three seasons, fifty-two episodes. That's a lot. And um, at the time, it was very exciting because nobody knew what Lucha Libre was, mm-hmm. and I what think we were we were in we were part of that um, little culture of people who introduced Lucha Libre to 
the mainstream, I think. It's so amazing that uh, it takes a couple from Australia to <laughs> bring a culture from what? A six hour drive from Los Angeles? <laughs> 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 Up here? <laughs> but she's right, I remember, like, you know, prior to like 2000. I mean, the same as Lucha Vaboom, too, right? Like, yes. Nobody knew what that was, it was very new. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, uh, maybe some people knew what a you know a mask was or whatever. They'd seen masks around, but nobody really knew. You know, uh, for example, when we were first joining up with Lucha Vaboom, we wanted to get some masks, and uh, the producer Liz was like, "Well, I'll make you some." And I'm like, "No, no, no. We can just go to Olvera Street and get a mask there." Yeah. And she had to explain to me uh, that maybe that would be somebody else's mask, and maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't show up uh, dressed as Santo. That would be a little bit weird. <laughs> that would be a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really, I did not know. I mean, I was in the show, and I really didn't know anything about uh, how Lucha Libre worked, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, Lucha Vaboom coupled with your show, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, some other uh, maybe graphic artists and Mr. stuff like that. Mr. Unknown. Yes. Mm-hmm. So how did you pitch uh, the show to Warner Brothers so they would understand what Lucha Libre is? Well, we had been to Mexico City and we'd seen a match, so we had lots of masks with us Mm -hmm. and we had lots of figurines, those really cheap plastic luchador figurines, and we laid them all out on the table and we said, this is Mexican wrestling, it has masks, it's colourful. Um, we have videotapes of what Lucha looks like, of, Mm -hmm. you know, the moves, the high-flying moves and and to, sh- to prove that it's nothing like WWE mm-hmm. or WCW and you don't have big buff much of men with long hair oh well, you yeah. do but <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually moving around instead of screaming yes and, and you have men of different sizes and shapes flying mm-hmm. through the air mm-hmm. yes yeah. that's always amazes me is that so many different kinds of men can become airborne Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean that is fascinating. Yeah. That's super porky. Yes, actually, he's a super, he can fly very high, and I do not know how he gets himself. Do you want to describe a super porky? We should put some photos up, but I can describe him now. Yes, you cannot see his belly button. No, nobody knows where it is. Well, that's because I wear the tights <laughs> very high, right? <laughs> that is true. that is true. But even if it was low, I think his his gut is. Um, Perfectly round. It's hugely round. You think he's hiding his belly button? I don't, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we're all looking at photos yeah. of the right now. Out. It could be there, like uh, <clears throat> somewhere underneath the waistband. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you think you could see his belly button? That's actually a very. That is strange, isn't it? It's a very low belly button. Yes. For it not to appear above the waistband. <laughs> It is there somewhere. <clears throat> but his, his size has never stopped him from working extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Did you train with him? I think he has a, his, was it his nephew that uh, had the, was uh, trained us in the beginning at that garage base in East LA. There's some familial uh, connection that we had with him. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that young man? I can't remember his name. I, I could look it up if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to, would you like me to look it up? No. Okay. Also, I'd like to point out in that picture we're wearing, we have like six inch heels on, and he is still, uh, he, now he is about our height. He's, so he is a, not a very tall man, but a very wide man. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he, that's how he becomes a super porky. Yes. Super boy. 
Was that his uh, nephew, or maybe it's just a super? I'm just thinking of his super. He might, and also he, he was very big and long as well. Yes, that's cool. Do you remember a, a luchador called Super Crazy? No. Super Crazy was actually one of the first luchadors that we saw on video, and we used to rent these tapes. Well, not rent. We we ordered them from Mexico or mm-hmm. or Los Angeles, and um, he was like a mass of tassels. He was just like a Mr. Tassel. He was completely covered head to tassels. We just thought that was the most amazing thing. Oh, wow. That must have looked amazing when he was moving around. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. I've never heard of this man. Even on the mask? <clears throat> um, I, no, no, no. He didn't wear a mask. It was just his bodysuit. It was all tassels. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Our trainer, Mysterioso, was one of the pioneers of fringe. Yes, he had lots of fringy pants. Well, well and yes, stuff. I think that's fringe tassels. Maybe okay. that's an Australian. <laughs> word. Oh, we just learned a new word. <laughs> fringe, yes, Somehow that's I what I mean. <laughs> tassels, I picture having a knot in them at some point. No? Okay, yeah. no tassels, <laughs> fringe. That's what I meant. Okay, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Mysterioso um, it was inspired by uh, Super Crazy. I don't know who came first, but there are pictures of him when he's flying and the fringe on his pants makes yeah. him look. It, it's fairly effective. Yes, I'm sure. So, w- did you know anyone else? Uh, it was just you and Eddie who had interest in Lucha Libre, or it was a... me and Eddie, and then we we made friends with Mister Unknown. Who mm. who is that? He is a man with a mask with a question mark on it. Nobody knows. <laughs> is he? He's in Los Angeles. Right? He is in Los Angeles mm-hmm. now, but uh, back in the early nineties, or was it no late night mid late nineties? He had a zine called From Parts Unknown, and it was all about Lucha Libre culture. Um, lots of pictures, lots of articles, and it was very underground, it was very rare, but it was very exciting to us because we'd never seen anything like it. And I found a copy in Sydney, and that got us all excited. So we contacted him, and when we moved to LA, we m- hooked up. And, and you moved to LA with your show? Well, the show had already been picked up here, so it was going into production even back when we were in Sydney, and then we moved here to move to work on it. Mm-hmm. And that's where you met uh, Mr. Unknown. Yes, we uh, we made a trip actually before the show started. We made I think one or two trips to LA, and he showed us. He was like a friend. He showed us around LA, and he took us to Waco and all the good places. All the good places <laughs> of Los Feliz. Yeah. <laughs> Did he wear his mask when he was doing all this? Uh, no, he, he didn't. Did. So now he is Mr. Known, as he far is as you're mi- concerned. Well, for me, he's Mr. Known, but okay. I cannot reveal his identity to the public. We understand. Out of respect. Yes. <laughs> no, it's a, respect is very important in the world of Lucha Libre. Eh? Yes. He uh, did a color commentary for Lucha Vavum, I think, for the first show, something like that, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yes, I yeah. think he was involved with the show. Did you come to the first Lucha Vavum? I, I think I did. Yes. It was very different than it is now. I think the, I think it was him and... Uh, Blainzo and uh, Patton Oswalt were doing a comedy, I think, but I think... Um, they were somewhere else, they were like on the were, side of the... Yes, exactly, they were like off on the side and uh, Falacito, I think, opened the show playing the drums, who's uh, Fred Armisen. Mm-hmm. And I believe Mr. Unknown was also involved in that. But, you know, first two or three shows uh, sort of blend together for me. It was a long time ago. The 10-year mm. anniversary is coming up, you know, for oh, Lucha Vavu. Okay. The tickets go on sale on uh, June 9th or something. That's a Saturday, so is it? Yes, I yeah. think so. You should come to the 10th okay, anniversary. I will. Yes. Well, you have, a, you know, you have clout, so you should be there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
It's been a while since I've been, and I'd like to come. Yes. I'd uh, be interested to hear an opinion on how the show has changed, you know, from somebody who had been there from a long time ago. Because yeah. it, it did start out as uh, something a lot more underground, and mm-hmm. the people in the audience is very different than mm-hmm. the people there now, I think. How would you say the audience has changed? Well, it's gone through a couple of different incarnations, uh, depending on where we're av- advertising. Yes. I think we're advertising on a sports uh, uh, radio station, and then all of a sudden, the car culture in the oh. rockabilly set is gone, and there's a bunch of fat boys uh, screaming at the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> and then now it's kind of leveled out. It's a whole, it's a, it's a wide spectrum of people. Yes. And we really like our fans now. There was a point where we were. Um, like I got, I got grabbed by some dude who oh sort no. of, yeah, it was just gross. Kind of. These are like the drunken people in the front row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just don't know what they're watching. I don't mind that uh, people get fairly drunk there because you, I think you're required to do that mm, when you of go. Course. But, um, you know, the crowd, no, I, I'm enjoying it. The original crowd, sometimes it could be too many hipster. Mm-hmm. Hipster people with their arms crossed waiting to be entertained, you know. Mm-hmm. So would you, I still like to see the hipster, but... Um, yes. It's a good uh, combo now. Mm-hmm. More people, I think, know what Lucha Libre is. Yes, yes definitely. Yeah. Are you still a big fan of Lucha Libre? You know, I, I still liked it, but I haven't been to a match in a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still catch it on TV sometimes when mm-hmm. I, you know, turn on TV and Galavision is on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, I haven't been to a match in a while. Because you've been to the real, like, Salon del Rey. Yes, I've been to Salon del Rey. I've been to um, a match in Tijuana. I've been to, I think, two or three in Mexico City. Yeah, and the uh, Frankensons, was it? Frankensons, yes. Yeah. They used to have them on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Did you used to go to those? Uh, we've, we've been a couple of times. City of Industry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I've ever been to City of Industry is... Mm-hmm. We trained there. Is there any other reason to go to City of Industry? I don't know. <laughs> Frisco. Who knows what happened? Is there a, did you ever go to Frisco, City no. of mm-hmm. Industry? It's a... Um, it's sort of a fake 50s diner where all the waitresses wear pink and wear roller skates. Really? Yes. That sounds great. <laughs> we, were, we were in uh, Claremont yesterday. Is that anywhere near City of Industry? It's not, but it's also like a not part of Los Angeles. There's a lot of places outside of Los Angeles that are p- uh, pretty cool, I've got to that say. That we're just discovering. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of weird. We don't, uh, we don't need to venture too far away when you live in Los Feliz. Mm-hmm. There's a wacko and... Uh, Fred 62. Fred 62. Fred 62, like five supermarkets. Yeah, <laughs> and a post office. Yes, kind of self-contained area. Mm-hmm. Do you like living here? I, I love living in Los Feliz. So you, yes. We should mention that Lily is our neighbor. She does not live above Cheetahs as we do, but she lives uh, <laughs> not nearby. Too far, n- nearby, yes. yes. We won't give exact address. We see her when she walks her dog. Yes, yes. You, you have a dog. I do. What is your dog's name? My dog's name is Boogie. And what kind of dog is he? He's a Boston Terrier. And how many different eye colours does he have? <laughs> <laughs> well, a- anyone who knows me knows, it, knows about my dog. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> um, he's a dog with issues, <gasps> but he's very cute. <laughs> he's an adorable little guy. <clears throat> he's a rescue. He's a rescue from Boston Buddies. Um, a rescue group for Boston Terriers and I've had him for four years and 
I can be seen walking around the neighborhood <laughs> with him. Now, he has a driver's license or no? Because I know he was on your calendar, right? On many different types of scooters? Or was that just different kinds of dogs? Uh, no, that was him on different <laughs> that kinds was, of okay. scooters, yes. And he doesn't have a driver's license. But he likes to be on scooters? Or you like to put him on scooters? I put him on scooters. Okay. I can put him on anything. You can? <laughs> that is the power of... That is the power of art. <laughs> You're a very accomplished artist, aren't you, Lily? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she she has many wonderful drawings of um, lots of dogs. She actually has a doggydrawing.net. Yes. It's a whole website. That's can, you, yes. can you tell us a little bit about the doggydrawings.net? Okay, well, about four years ago, I started drawing my dog, Boogie, and um, I would post these pictures on the internet, and I started getting emails from people saying, could you please draw my dog? Would you be interested in drawing my dog? And I thought okay, sure, I'll draw your dog and in exchange for a donation to Boston Buddies Rescue. So I thought it would be a really good fundraising idea. Mm -hmm. So they would send in a donation and they would get a drawing of their dog. And within a few weeks, I was just completely overwhelmed with (laughs) the request to draw dogs. And before you know it, I was almost doing it full time for no money Uh so I decided to make it into a side business so now I do dog portraits I I took a look at these portraits they're very nice they're very lovely how long does it take to do a portrait um if it's a short-haired dog (laughs) it takes (laughs) Uh it's a short-haired dog it it doesn't take very long maybe like an hour or two if it's a long-haired dog, it takes a little longer. Why? Why is this? You have this to draw the hair. This extra hair. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it takes do you, time. Do you charge for uh, hair length? <laughs> um, I would love to, but yeah. I don't. <laughs> Just know if you if you uh, request Lily's services and you have a long-haired dog, you're getting a great deal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to be nice to her, you know, get the dog a haircut before yes. you get to the picture. <laughs> do you you do so many dogs? Do you ever find yourself reusing a dog? Just, <laughs> just change the eyes a well, little. Well, you know what? Um, yes, the Boston Terriers are all different. They, all, mm-hmm. I mean, they look the same to somebody who doesn't know them, but they all do. They do look different to me. Mm-hmm. But other breeds all look the same. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I don't reuse. I do draw them again. Of course. Do you have to put some in the exact <clears throat> pose that the photo is? Um, I, you know, take some liberties, but I stick to the pose that I'm given like mm-hmm. you know the photos that people want yeah do they do you have to if they send you a picture of a dog in a like a dress or something do you have to draw the dress too or you just do naked um, dogs well I usually ask them if they want the dog naked or dressed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some people want them naked so I take off the dress and then some oh. people want them dressed and you put a dress on I have to put a dress on <laughs> <laughs> wow I keep an open mind yes yes <laughs> So how many of those do you do now? Are you you get a couple a week or how's that going? I get a few a week. Um, yeah. they come and go. It, you know, like some weeks I have, you know, ten dogs. Some weeks I have one dog. Mm-hmm. So. We uh, there's a price list for these dogs. I noticed if uh, you know one dog is can I say it? One dog is a hundred dollars. That's a bargain. That's a price. Although I I am putting the prices up next month slightly oh. because the rent has gone up. Oh, that's okay. That's understandable. Yeah. What, what is the new price list? Um, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't be much more. It'll just be a little raise. Well, I did notice that uh, the more dogs you do, you know, you give a bit of a discount. I do. That's, I do. So. I do that. And I also do donate a percentage to the rescue. So 
it's all for a good cause. So yes. It's a good way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. we have no dogs, but uh, if we did, we'd have you do a portrait of them. Mm-hmm. Do you do twins? I do twins. You do? Oh. Yes. Okay, something to think about. In dresses? <laughs> <laughs> um, Bibi. <coughs> Sorry, this is going to make some noise. Uh, one revue. Revu. That's the American word, yes. Mm-hmm. One review says uh, Lily is possum. Is just, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you see, dog pe- crazy dog people have words that they use. Like, I was thinking, I was thinking possum like the animal. And no. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, <clears throat> so on, on the topic of your doggy, I saw on a Vimeo you have some uh, movies uh, about cyber dog. What is that? Oh, you've really been researching. <laughs> you've been doing your research. <laughs> Well, um, there's a, I've got, well, Boogie, my dog, has a trainer. Her name's Sarah, and she is part of a group of trainers who've set up an online dog training school, and it's called Cyber Dog Online. Mm. And my involvement in, in that is that I designed their logo, and I was a beta tester for their training program. So part of the course involves doing these little lessons and taking videos of your training lessons, uploading them to the class and getting feedback from the teacher and the students. Oh. So that's those are the videos. Would you would <laughs> is this something you'd recommend for other people who have a dog problems? Um it's not so much for dog problems, it's more like basic uh, good behaviour, oh, like okay. polite behaviour, little basic obedience, like sit, stand, come, you know, uh, stand behind the door, um, leave that treat on the floor <laughs> I mean very basic things oh. yes. did you uh, did you have a problem with your dog at one point I seem to remember something about a dog whisperer <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> we don't have to talk about it if we don't want to. well my dog bit one of the property agents on the street and <laughs> I'm sure he had good reason for it yeah <laughs> well he's a very sensitive dog and he wasn't feeling well that day he was lying on the porch and um, this woman comes charging up the street, yelling into a cell phone, and he... Oh, I would bite her. <laughs> I don't blame your dog for all. And she was bitten, and I got into trouble, and there was a big drama about it where I almost, you know, I had to plead to be allowed to stay and to not be evicted and mm. not have my dog taken away, so... Wow. And this, I spoke to a lot of people, I spoke to lots of trainers, and... Um, Am I allowed to talk about our landlord? <laughs> you can talk about your landlord. Okay, all right. Uh, as long as he doesn't listen to this podcast. I doubt he does. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> well, uh, our landlord said, um, because I asked him, I said, is there anything I can do to be allowed to stay? And he said, well, you know, maybe you could get the dog whisperer involved. And I said, okay, I'll try and get the dog whisperer. So I spoke to a lot of people. I called around frantically and... Somebody from the Dog Whisperer Show actually contacted me. She heard the story and she said, well, we've heard your story. We think it will make a great episode. Would you like to um, submit a video of your dog being aggressive? (laughs) Jeez. And I said, well, no, because then I would have to put him in a situation to make him aggressive. And that would endanger the lives of people <laughs> in my street. That's a crazy request. I know, but that's how the Dog Whisperer show works. That They need you to pitch a, vi- a video. Wow. So I refuse to do that. But um, but anyway, the landlord 
was very excited about the idea and and he said I, I you know I'm a frustrated actor I would love to be on the dog whisperer show why don't I take you to court and oh my goodness it's better and better yeah he said why don't I take you to court actually you know Lily that would be fantastic I'll evict you I'll take you to court we can be on the dog whisperer show that would be a great human interest story and all you have to do is either provoke your dog into Exactly. I need to provoke my dog into doing something aggressive, get evicted, take it to court and be on TV. So what did you say to that? But I said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, what isn't this for me? And he said, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you, you did not move from your apartment? No, I didn't move. I no. managed to get around that. But I mean, I got a trainer. I got, my, I got into training. I had I paid rental insurance. I had all my friends on the street sign a petition. Um, so I, I stayed. That's good. So um, before I forget, I have to interrupt and say that, you know, to apologize for your concussion. Oh, I almost this... forgot about it. No, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I brought you a little gift. You did? Yes. What um, is this? It's, I brought you some ice cream, some homemade ice cream. And I hope you like it. I think that will make my head feel better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to put it on your head? I'm going to put it on my head. I, I, yes, I, I, I had read on the internet that you make ice cream, your own ice cream. Yes, I do it as a hobby. It's for something I do for fun when I'm not drawing. When you're not drawing dogs? <laughs> when I'm not drawing dogs or animating. Or, yes. Yeah, how many hobbies do you have? Um, just one. <laughs> <laughs> it will turn into a business, much like drawing dogs. Yes. And then you'll have to find another hobby that you do just for fun. That's what's well, going to happen. I, I don't think it'll turn into a business. No? No, because it's... That would be too much work. We we've, we have seen as your blog on the mm-hmm. ice cream. What is it called? We all scream. Mm-hmm. We all scream. We hyphen all hyphen scream dot net. <laughs> and you have illustrations for every yes. single ice cream. Yes, I have illustrated ice cream recipes. And you have many many recipes. Don't you? <laughs> well, I think there are about fifty at the moment. Yes. Maybe oh. forty or fifty. <laughs> okay, that's only many many. Yes. There's only many. <laughs> well, would you like to try some ice cream yes, before yes. it melts? <laughs> that would be great. I think you should try Mexican corn. Oh, Mexican corn ice cream. While we're on the topic of lucha libre, <clears throat> yes. I, you know, oh. I want you to take note of the illustration of the corn on the label. <laughs> he's wearing his shoes. Oh my goodness, he's wearing pointy boots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We just fought uh, two men in their pointy boots at Lucha Baboon. I know, I was actually, I think I had something on that night, or I was very excited about the idea of It was good. Pointy boots. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little terrified to be in the ring with men with pointy boots, but... It, they're, they're very uh, flexible, at least these boots were. It was surprisingly flexible. Did you know that? Have you ever seen a pointy boots I've in person? I've seen a video of men dancing in pointy boots, but I haven't actually seen them in real life. They they were flexible. You would think that they would be straight out. So do know? they hit? Do they hit you in the eye or? That's what I was afraid of. Do you get whacked with the pointy bits? Well, people who have not seen these pointy boots, and we'll put up a picture. Um, they could be anywhere from like three inches to something like twelve inches of point. And That's is there any significance about how long the points are? Like, I mean, like, are you more macho if you if your pointy boots are longer than... I think, I think yes. I think it's like, um, it's kind of like anything you can be become obsessed with. You know, you start with a little <coughs> minimal point, yes. and then you just see the potential, and you make your... How 
long can you make the points? I think yes. is the point of it. Right. And, then, <laughs> and, then, and then and then I think you have status once your boots are so long. Uh, in, if we saw the same video, they can actually like, hold on to the points, some of them, right? right. They're so tall that, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's so cute little, it's a little corn with a mustache. He's a small... He's Mexican. He's a Mexican yes. corn. Yes. So yeah. he, has, he has the, uh, is it cheese that is on his head? Yes. Yes. And... Um, <laughs> His uh, arms akimbo and uh, pointy boots. And there's also a little bit of chili pepper on that. Yes, but yes. Uh, on small. Head. <laughs> <laughs> when we, we are eating the ice cream and it tastes exactly like... There's, it's sweet corn with lime juice and chili pepper, cayenne mm. pepper. It's fairly good. It's fairly delicious. Now we're just going to enjoy our ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> a moment of silence. Podca- <laughs> podcasters are over. How long have you been making ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for like a year or two years. I can't mm. remember. It's, I just do it when I feel like it. It's mm. not like a, like I said, it's not a business. It's not a job. You know, it's something I do. Mm-hmm. You are not eating the ice cream. That's because I had some already today. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. I you just visited my friend and I brought her some ice cream and. I had some mm-hmm. <laughs> before I came here. Do you share it with your friends? How do you once you make all the ice creams? Because I see we have many more to try. Mm-hmm. What um? How do you? You don't eat small yourself. No, what do you I, do? I have people over. I invite people over, or I just did a food swap, which is an event that where people bring you know people sign up, bring their homemade food, and they swap it. So I brought ice creams to that. Oh, this is very good. It is. <clears throat> Can we try another one? Yes. I know, I'm afraid I already took too much. Uh, I know, you have to only have one spoonful. Right? I know. This is a um, strawberry bourbon. I did read uh, one of your um, tips for making good ice cream mm-hmm. is alcohol. Yes. Put it in the ice cream. Yes. Yes. Why is that? Because it makes it soft and it also tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of alcohol? Well, this one is bourbon. Mm. You can put any alcohol. Um, what I did was I infused the strawberries in bourbon, so it's oh. strawberry flavored bourbon. And then there were strawberries in the ice cream too. Now this is a little strawberry who's drunk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an alcoholic <laughs> strawberry. Oh, he's got a bottle of bourbon and the international cartoon sign for being drunk, which is little <laughs> dots little. <laughs> that are bursting. Yes. <laughs> it's very good. It has a bite. Oh, it sure does. Mm-hmm. Your ice creams do not taste like ice cream you can buy from the store. Mm-mm. Is there a different uh, base than what? Um, I don't know. I don't buy ice cream from the yeah, store. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm. I suppose the stuff that you get in the store would have lots of preservatives. And this is all yeah. natural. It yeah. tastes um, creamier than what I'm used to. It has cream cheese in it. Well, the cream cheese is supposed to make it um, to give it creaminess, like the body. So that it's mm-hmm. where did you you have um a reference for where you get your recipes? Yes, there's a book that I love. It's called Jenny Splendid Ice Creams, and she's actually my ice cream hero. She has her own special technique of making ice creams. It doesn't use eggs, and it uses cream cheese and it uses cornstarch. So I I follow her technique, and that's what I use for my ice creams. Maybe that's what it is. The no eggs. Yeah. You're anti-egg. Are you vegan? No, I'm not. I'm not. Vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not anti-eggs at all. But um, the thing is, according to Jenny, this uh, ice cream expert, the and it's true, I agree with her, is that when you have eggs in ice cream, it the egg flavor takes away from the flavor that you add. So, mm. so like without the eggs, the fl- the flavors are a lot richer. 
Mm-hmm. Good to know. This is one I made last night. Ooh. It's um, aprium, which is a cross between an apricot and a plum. What does it look like? The fruit. It looks like an apricot. Okay. And it's with a candied ginger. Ginger yes. apple. It has ginger in it. Oh, there's no man on this one. No, I, I was in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> what what man do you think will be in on this one? It will be an apricot looking type character. <laughs> Uh, and the ginger and the ginger <laughs> and the ginger character <laughs> two people yes two <laughs> holding hands mm. oh it's very gingerly have you tried it yes that's the one I had today okay <laughs> how many when you make a batch how many um, cartons are there well I there are usually two of these mm-hmm. two um, a quart two pints so you do illustrations for all the ice creams? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Will, will this go into a book or anything at some um, point? I haven't, I haven't thought about it. I just mm-hmm. enjoy keeping the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to update. Uh, I haven't really thought beyond that. <laughs> you have a book that you made with your friend Nathan? Well, uh, <laughs> my boyfriend, Your Nathan. Boyfriend, I didn't know if it's a, if I could say that on the. <laughs> I didn't know if it was a clandestine relationship or. No. <laughs> everyone is allowed to know. Yeah, it's it's, it's public knowledge uh-huh. now. It's been on Facebook. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> um, well, he's. It's not published. We're just working on it at the moment. He's written some poetry, uh, and I'm illustrating it. Mm-hmm. And Nathan is a writer. Nathan's a writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told him, I mm-hmm. said, I'm doing a podcast with um, the Kuvel twins. And he said, well, make sure you mention me. Uh, <laughs> no, he didn't say it like that. <laughs> Do you want to give him a plug? <laughs> Do you want to say his last name at least? Um, his last name is Long. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan Long. Yes, and he writes fantasy fiction. And he's in a band. And he's in a band mm-hmm. called The Magnificent, which hasn't played yet, but they will soon. Mm-hmm. We had an offer to be the go-go dancers. <gasps> we did? I said Fifi does not go-go dance anymore. Really? Fifi, you don't go-go dance anymore? <clears throat> Once in a while we do it, but... Um, does the band go on uh, sometime before 6pm? Because <laughs> cause that would be perfect Is the set 15 minutes long? <laughs> do we get to sit down for... <laughs> in between these sets? Yeah. Yes, we're not doing so much go-go dancing anymore. Actually, we have a show coming up on the 4th of June. That's cool. Yes, we With do have one. Skull Swingers, but... Uh, oh, yes. where are you dancing? Uh, Monday Monday mm. Night Tees? Mm. Oh, it's Holly... No, it's over there. Mm. It's he. Mm. Hollywood Lily has to take a phone call in the middle of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I should have turned that off. Oh, no, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. That was the loudest phone. It wasn't too loud. It, I think just because it uh, vibrated on the table. Mm-hmm. Monday night teas, right? Yeah, it's at uh, three clubs. Have um, you been there? Three clubs? Uh-huh, it's on Vine and Oh, on. yes, 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 I've been there. Yeah. Have you been there for a week out? Or f- no, <coughs> no, I haven't been there for a long time. Just to, You just went? I went there for, I think the last time I was there, there was like a... I'm sorry, my phone <laughs> is making all these noises. Um, I went there for a, I think like a club or a dance club event. Yeah. Well, we used to do a. I like the Tulsa Skull Swingers. They should come to see us. Yes, you, I will. you have been to see us I at um, Tex. You came yes. a couple of times. We had a mm-hmm. residency there. We performed every. at least once a week or once. yeah, once a week for a month. Yeah. 
and uh, now we do we perform maybe once every year no <laughs> like only once a year no we put, perform six times in like three days around Halloween yes and then, <laughs> and then nothing else well, but, but this must be a very popular time for Hattosis yes it is because everyone's dressed like a monster but uh, yes, yeah, so, okay. So, so so the book is still in. Uh... Well, he his book is out. It's called Jane Carver of War, which is like a female version of John Carter of Mars. Oh, I see what he did. There. I'm not really qualified to talk about it, I guess, because. <laughs> Wait, is there a link we can put up? So um. Um. We'll just put up his phone number. It's on Amazon.com. Oh, and so why why has your the poetry book not been made yet? Oh, because I'm still in the middle of illustrating it. Okay. So we're doing like a, you know, it's poetry. <laughs> P. Oh. <laughs> I see. Okay. So when you're talking about the crazy dog people, no, you're yeah. referring I, to... You know, I'm just borderline crazy dog person. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not fully accepting yet of that category. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm still partly in denial of being yeah. a crazy dog person. Well, you have other interests. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes. Ice cream. When she comes out with the biscuit-flavoured ice cream. Yeah. When ice cream flavours only a dog would eat. Yes. Then it's, then it's some problems yeah. might happen. <laughs> <laughs> so you were, you were in the middle of finishing. So yes, I'm, I'm yeah. still drawing. And you'll be shopping it around? And Yes, we'll be shopping it around. I mean, so far we haven't had much interest. I don't know why. Because dogs can't read? That's not the reason. Would you read this po- these poems to your dog, or you just read them to yourself? Um, they're for humans. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, primarily. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, but if a dog saw it, it probably likes the book too, right? Maybe. <laughs> I think so. It seems like there's so many people who like to buy stuff for their dogs because they love their dogs and they like dog-related things. There's so many specialty stores now for pets yeah, and that type of I, thing. I wonder if it's also a Hollywood thing. It yeah. might be. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. People are crazy in LA. <laughs> People, certain, there's certainly lots of dog spas. In the rest of the country, they just have babies. Yes. Yeah, it's They're like sh- human dogs. Uh, Phoebe, could you go down to that car and just uh, <laughs> smash the window and <laughs> pull out the, the honky honk thing? No, I can't. Okay. How about we have more ice cream then? That's a good idea. This one is called a butter mint ice cream. It has a very self-satisfied butter wearing a hat on it's the front. It's a butter mint. <laughs> a butter mint. Okay, it's a butter mint. Uh, with white chocolate freckles. Oh. Do, now, does he have white chocolate freckles on his face? Uh, not exactly. They're sort of around him. Oh, I see. But it's, yeah. Mmm, butter minty. What do you think? It's good. Actually, I really like this one. So the chocolate is what's giving it crunch? Or does it have butter mm-hmm, it has, in it? It has chocolate in it, white chocolate, that's giving it its crunch. I think if people understood how tasty this was, you would not be doing it as a hobby anymore. I think you'd yeah, be Yeah, have you trouble. had requests to sell? Um, no, well, I've had people ask me why don't I sell it, but mm-hmm. I just can't be bothered. Like, you know, <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> That's a good business would, plan. Yeah, I mean, it'd just be extra pressure. <laughs> yeah. You're really busy now. What are you working on right now? So, I'm working on three projects. Well, actually, more than three. But one of them is... I mean, I'm doing character design on an animated series. And that's a kid's series. And it's called Fairy Tale Dropout. Mm-hmm. And I'm animating on a, sh- a series of short episodes called Dead Ringo. And that's actually... Um, a show that Eddie and I are, it's our show oh. um, Eddie, I mean Eddie's written most of it but This is um, Eddie Mott you're talking about? Eddie Mott And your company is Fuck? Yes, Fuck Animation Fuck. Eddie Mott, my partner 
so we're, we're both producing this ourselves and I'm animating on that. In Flash in, or Toon Boom? Um, combination of Flash and Toon Boom. Uh, it's all, most of it is Toon Boom, but I still animate in Flash because I feel fluent with it, mm-hmm. more so than Toon Boom. Uh, Mucha Lucha was the first uh, show on television that was animated solely in Flash, isn't that right? Yes, that's right. So you're kind of pioneer of uh, network uh, yeah. uh, Flash <laughs> animation. And yet in my research I read on a cartoon brew from uh, 2008 that you and Eddie had given up Flash. I remember that. <laughs> 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 yes, yes, when I Google my name that comes up too. <laughs> What happened? You. Were... Um, I don't actually remember what that article said exactly, but I think that might have been a time when we were moving into exploring Toon Boom Animate because mm-hmm. we wanted something that was more stable. Mm-hmm. I mean, Flash is not very stable when you're doing big productions. Well, it's sort of not uh, developed as a... For some reason, they still seem very upset that people are using it for animation they won't they refuse to develop it for that it seems yeah, like yeah it's going more in the direction of web yes design which i, I don't understand why they're not yeah nice such as the people that use it for animation so you just feel more comf- comfortable I, in flash and so yes. well i do a lot of my rough animation in flash and mm-hmm. then we you know the coloring and everything after that happens in Tundum. okay yes and you do compositing also in Toon Boom? Yes, yes. yes. So, so there's that project. Um, and then I'm also animating on a little trailer called of an, a show. It's actually not a new show. It's been around for a while, but we've decided to revive it. It's a preschool show called Betsy Go Boom. And it's about a little girl who changes into musical instruments. Oh. And this is also with Eddie? Yes, this okay. is also with Eddie. So um, I guess we're in the process of putting together the trailer right now to pitch. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Have you written scripts for it, or are you? No, wh- not where yet. Are you in that? No, okay. we we have a bible and we have story outlines. Mm-hmm. How do you divide up the work in your company? Um, well, Eddie, I think Eddie is more of the writer, storyboard artist, general director. He's more of an overall kind of puts it together type mm-hmm. of person. I prefer to focus on character design and animation so you do most you do the artwork yes i do i focus more on the characters and he does uh boards and writing and compositing Mm -hmm. does he animate as well yes he animates Mm -hmm. too he's uh you met at uh, his company we met in around 1997 in sydney where he was working at his own company Mm -hmm called Fudge Puppy Productions and I was freelance in the animation industry back then and I went there looking for work and I met him and we became good friends (laughs) 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 and we started working together and collaborating on our own stuff Mm -hmm. and we Mm -hmm. both discovered Lucha Libre Mm -hmm. well actually he he introduced me to El Santo movies and Mm -hmm. and we both became obsessed with it and we decided to make our own Lucha cartoon yeah is it, was there lots of animation in Australia? There was lots of animation, but it was mostly... Um, there was not a lot of original stuff coming out of Australia at the time. Everybody was doing sort of work for hire. Um, Are so. you familiar with any of the independent uh, animators in Australia? I'm a little out of the loop since mm. I've 
lived here for 10 years. <laughs> so. And also nobody really pays any attention to independent animators, it seems like, in Los Angeles. We, we met a couple when we were in France at the uh-huh. NSC Film Festival. Do you remember the names? Ben- Bernard? Derryman and another guy? You know, I have, I know of Bernard Derryman, like I have, I know of his work, but I haven't actually met him. There is another man, I can't remember, maybe Patrick something, who did some just amazing stuff in Flash that mm-hmm. was, he had a whole series, and I can't remember the name or his name, so. But we'll put a link, because his stuff is worth watching. <laughs> yes. yes, it was. Um, but he was, I mean, at the time, like, the best Flash that mm-hmm. I'd seen really, as far as, yeah. like, he composited in Flash, and it just looked amazing. Yeah, but I don't remember anything other than that. <laughs> are, you, are you still going to Annecy every year? Um, not this year, unfortunately. No. We'd, we we've decided to start a fund so we can go next year. Yes. Can I be included in the? Fund? Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need to finish uh, one of your projects and yeah. go and submit it, and so yes. we can all celebrate with you. And then the three of us will stay in your tiny room that they provide for you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to the festival? No, I haven't. So I lovely. would love to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, great. I would take any opportunity to go to France. <laughs> it's it's quite nice. It's a great time of year too because it's a little. Um, it's in early June. Mm-hmm. And it's some days are rainy, some days are sunny, but it's you know Annecy is right by a lake, yeah. So it's just it doesn't matter what the weather is. It's just lovely to mm. be there. And it's but it's such a good excuse because um, you probably like to watch animation yes. as much as we do, and there's just the screenings you know that happen all day long, and then so many restaurants, and it's like perfect vacation mm-hmm. spot for people who love animation. Yeah, you see all yes. these films you wouldn't normally see, mm-hmm. and you would meet animes from all over the world. Yes. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. That's a, the best part. A lot of Europeans, because they can just, you know, t- put get on their bicycle and drive over from Poland or whatever. You know, it's so close. <laughs> <laughs> so, and some Americans too. More New Yorkers yes. than uh, Los Angeles people. We really have to make an effort to get out there because it's so far away. But yeah. everybody else. You and Eddie should go. It would be yes. a tax mm-hmm. write-off. Oh, definitely. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you don't have an agent, do you? No, I don't. And, um, you know, lots of people have suggested to me that I get an agent. So. Well, that would be a really good way to find uh, not only a representation, I think, but also other companies to work with, mm-hmm. you yes. know, who would be inter- who are oh, looking definitely. for interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it is a legitimate tax. It is. That's it's, what I'm saying. It's completely necessary, yes. I yeah. think. I don't know how you cannot do it. Yeah. That's far well, as I'm I mean, I, I managed to get by all these years, but I think I've come to a point where I think, you know, it would be nice to have one. You're very prolific. I would think that... Uh, you should. You deserve to have your stuff reach a much larger market, and uh, and to have ten percent of your pay yeah. deducted. <laughs> <laughs> you, yes. But it is very impressive because you have several blogs that you and you're mm. constantly working with, um, freelancing or doing your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you know, you also had uh, Los Campeones. Oh yes, yes. Well. Just to continue on the Lucha Libre theme. Yes, well, Los Campeones was a movie that Eddie and I um, created and produced after Mucha Lucha. It's another Mexican wrestling movie. And and that was, that was a lot of fun and it was a huge challenge. It was like two years of hard work and, and it's on 35mm. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. In my closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we saw it as a vista. Yes, it's Just right. down yeah, the street. We, it was a lovely night. Yes. Thank you. Is that where it premiered? <laughs> yes, we premiered it for our friends and the cast and the crew at the Vista. And then we had another screening 
at the Egyptian theatre. Wow. I think a few months later, but it rained that night, so a mm. lot of people didn't come. Yeah, people <laughs> oh, in Los Angeles yes, don't know how melt. to. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Their cars stop working, and they don't know. What's and, it? and um, we had uh, well, one really sad thing too was that Lux Interior was a voice in oh. the film. He plays uh, Rayo X, uh, Rayo Equis, mm-hmm. um, in the film, and we invited him to the screening and I guess he was going to come to the screening at the Egyptian but he passed away the day before the screening oh that's so, so sad oh he, he was he was really nice yeah, yeah. was but, it you or Eddie who told me that uh, Ivy came with him she had no makeup but Lux had like full face yeah I mean Ivy looked just I mean she was like this ordinary <laughs> dressed like very casual yeah yeah not a rock superstar no no you would not imagine i mean like i think they were like pastel colors or something <laughs> her hair was not like this big and, and lux had on something like a hawaiian shirt really yeah that's cute <laughs> We, uh, when we were in Velvet Hammer, we did a opened for them. They played yeah. on Halloween night, and my favorite memory is we're very close to the front, and uh, he's wearing like a vinyl bodysuit, mm-hmm. and he puts his leg up on the amp, and the amount of sweat that came pouring out of his leg was like, <laughs> <laughs> like somebody had turned on a tap. <laughs> he's very hardworking man. Yes, he yes, is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I got an email from Ivy um, after the screening of Los Campeones, and it was really sweet, and she. Because I sent her a copy of the DVD, I said, I'm really sorry about Lux, I'm sorry you couldn't make it to the screening, here's a copy of the DVD, and, and she wrote back and she said, well, thank you so much for this, I can't really watch it yet, I need to heal, get yeah. over the grief, and then I'll watch it with a friend, and then she said, and you know, Lux said he had such a great time working with you, and he will never forget your stinky little dog. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Boogie? No, that was Jazzy, my other dog. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who must be also resting in peace by now? <laughs> where, where, where did you? Where did that dog go? Oh well, Jazzy was my first foster dog, who was a Boston Terrier rescue as well, and she, she, you know, she died. Oh. Oh, while you owned her? Yeah, because she was very old. She was like thirteen years old, and she oh. had all sorts of medical issues, and so um, she used to come to the recording sessions with with us. Because I couldn't leave her at home, so I'd bring her in and she would just like <laughs> pass gas all throughout the recording sessions. And <laughs> that must have been great in the so little I tiny g- rooms. And <laughs> yes, I know, but I guess it was a memorable experience. <laughs> memorable enough for Lux and Ivy to mention it in an email. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's very nice. Yes. Is it time for another ice cream? It could be. Um, I suggest you try the orange dulce de leche. Well, which okay. is basically dulce de leche with orange flavor. We have a a can of dulce de leche uh, running with an orange, and they're both very happy. <laughs> mm. Yes, they're holding hands. It tastes like dulce de leche and orange. I've never. I've never <laughs> <laughs> I know what? I'm pointing out the obvious, but I've never had that flavor combination before. How do you come up with the flavors? Well, I can't take credit for all of them. I, you know, I'm on the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look around, I do my research, I find ideas on the internet and books, and I think, hey, that sounds really good. I'll try it. What, what are your favorite 
flavors. Well, um, it depends on my mood, really. I have sometimes I feel like something fruity. Sometimes I feel like something caramel. Sometimes I want something alcoholic. Mm -hmm. It changes. I like that it only has five ingredients in it: milk, cream, dulce de leche, orange, orange zest, and vanilla extract. Is this a little unfair that we're trying all these delicious ice creams that no one else can have access to? Yes, it Unless is. you happen to know Lily and will be invited to our house. <laughs> I know, I, I feel that we are setting her up for people to email and ask for these ice creams. It's just a hobby, people. She doesn't want to make them for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's so, so tragic. <laughs> she's made it quite clear she's not interested in sharing. <laughs> Unless you're an agent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, have you have you looked for somebody or you no, I haven't. Work? I haven't actually done anything about it yet. So is this for illustration or for illustrations? Yeah. Yes. You're in Hollywood. I know. There are a million people doing <laughs> the same thing. Oh no no no! <laughs> there are there are lots of people who are working, but you you have such a, a huge output of work that that, yes. that that is unusual. I think usually people put the agent before the before the work, but you already have the work, yeah, so you yeah. just need the art. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we hopefully will, somebody listening will uh, send an email or something. Like <laughs> Maybe for you, yes, you'll get <coughs> ice cream. Oh, well, you are. Well, thank you for bringing <laughs> it up. <laughs> um, anything else you're working on? Um, um, well, they're the main things. Mm -hmm. oh, where can someone see Los Campeones? Well, Los Campeones is actually on DVD. It's been distributed by Porchlight Entertainment, so you can actually get it on Amazon. Although I should let everyone know that the version that is out on DVD is different from the original version. How's that? Um, it's a different different music because a lot of the music that we licensed originally was for theatrical release in Mexico. So, like the theatrical version has the music we chose but this dvd version has different music did you choose the music no we didn't and oh. we're not 100 happy with it okay. but <laughs> but you but you know everything looks beautiful mm -hmm. in spite of that well we we've, we've seen the movie we think it's lovely oh thank you and it's a very it pays respect to the uh the oh and, and you would know when we put up uh, some websites for lily DoggyDrawings.net has a uh, total donated almost nine thousand dollars to a Boston oh, artist. Yes. yes, so yeah. keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. People, that, yeah, people who that. want your doggy portraits or twin portraits. Mm -hmm. You can can people request portraits of us for themselves? <laughs> if they pay me, they can. <laughs> Would that money go to a twin rescue? Um, no, it will come to me. Okay, <laughs> that's fine too. Yes. Lily, thank you so much for walking down the street and coming over to our <laughs> the studio. Thank you so much for having me, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the ice cream. We will eat it all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs>